This is the Money Savvy Podcast from MoneyWeb, where we tackle personal finance matters with leading financial advisors. Your host, Butumelo Nsoko. Welcome to the Money Savvy Podcast. I'm Butumelo Nsoko. It's tax season, and as you prepare to file your tax return, it's important to understand what taxes you may be faced with if you have investments and how these apply to different asset classes. Joining us to share insight on this is Craig Tor, who is a certified financial planner at Crew Invest. Welcome, Craig. Hi, Jimmy. Thank you again for hosting me. Now, could you please give us a breakdown of the different taxes that may be applicable to your investments? Yeah, so look, there's obviously income taxes is the big one. Then there's also um, capital gains tax that one needs to take into consideration. And then the sort of the third one would be your dividend withholding tax. Those are your major considerations. And how do these apply to cash and bonds as well as shares? So we have um, cash and bonds. Uh, those instruments will earn interest, and that interest is um, seen as uh, or taxed as income. So there's obviously a tax exemption on the first uh, 23,800 of interest that you earn per year if you're under the age of 65. If you're over the age of 65, then that amount of exemption is increased to 34,500 rand per annum. So, you know, that's how the cash and bonds would be taxed. When it comes to shares, it's slightly different in that those shares uh, have sort of two sources of, of income, if you like, one being a dividend, um, which is subject to a dividends tax rate, a flat rate of 20%. And then those shares could grow in value, but there's only tax applicable if you were to sell the shares. And then the tax that's applicable is, is capital gains tax. So a little bit more complicated with shares than it is with the cash and bonds. What about endowments and real estate investment trusts? Yeah, so your your endowments are taxed at a more favorable rate if you're a high earner. You know, it's essentially the life insurer that uh, pays the tax on behalf of the investor at a rate of 30%. So that could be at a lower rate than your um, than your income tax, your marginal tax rate. Um, but one must just bear in mind that you don't get a 40,000 rand and a year, you know, a rebate on, um, you know, on on capital gains. You don't get that capital gain exemption of forty thousand if the investment is a, is an endowment. So one just needs to bear that in mind. And when it comes to the real estate investment trust, um, you know, there what happens is that the uh, income that you receive is uh, taxed as as income tax. So the actual um, the unit trust itself is not taxed. Uh, it's the individual that pays the tax according to their their marginal rate, obviously. So again, all of these instruments uh, need to be carefully considered as investment vehicles because they all have different potential liabilities depending upon your uh, personal uh, tax rate and your personal income that you earn and, and are taxed on. 
Tax-free savings accounts and retirement funds are often seen as a great way to secure tax savings. So how do you factor these in when you're filing your tax return? Yeah, so what happens is that um, SARS auto-assess you. In other words, they are getting the information from these third-party service providers and pre-populating your your tax return. Um, Your money that goes into a tax-free savings account is is post-tax money. So it's a a lot less favorable than contributing to a retirement fund because your contributions to a retirement fund are with pre-tax money. So essentially, you get getting potentially a massive tax break up to a maximum of 350,000 rand a year um, or 27.5% of your taxable income that that may be deducted in, uh, you know, if if contributed to a retirement fund. And tax-free savings accounts? Tax-free savings, um, your maximum contribution is 36,000 a year. So essentially, there's no real saving for in the initial few years because um, you know you would only be paying tax on the on the interest that you earned in any event, and that would typically be below the threshold for a number of years. Um, and then only upon the sale of the units would you have paid capital gains tax had it been housed in the unit trust investment. So the tax-free savings account will generally only provide tax breaks, essentially, um, you know, many years into into holding them. So they most certainly should be viewed as a long-term uh, retirement planning uh, vehicle, um, not really appropriate for, for short-term savings, but more for the long-term. Now that we know about the different taxes and how they apply to our investments, how should we structure our portfolios to minimize our tax liabilities? Yeah, so again, it, it's going to be dependent from person to person. So, uh, you know, the biggest benefit you would obtain is by maximizing your contribution to your retirement fund, you know, to get that uh, tax break on 27.5% of your income up to the maximum of 350000 a year. And then I would say after that, it would make sense to contribute to a tax-free savings account. Um, there you are limited to 36,000 Rand a year and 500,000 in a lifetime. So you've essentially got 14 years worth of contributions you can make to that fund. And it would make sense to get that 14 years of contribution invested as soon as possible, simply because you would then have a much longer investment horizon to get compounding on that money. Um, And one day when you do disinvest for income purposes, you would obviously be benefiting from the um, savings on on capital gains tax on on the sale of those those units. So those would be the the two obvious places to start and to maximize uh, from a tax efficiency perspective. If you've recently started investing, what documents do you need to put together to help you file? Or does SARS get this data from third parties to auto-assess you? Yeah, so to me, SARS get the data from the third parties, um, but the onus is on you to ensure that they have everything. Um, you know, it could well be that uh, you are missing uh, some sources of, of income on that uh, pre-assessment. So the onus is on you to get those certificates from the various investment houses that uh, that you would have your, your investments with. Once you've filed and you're maybe lucky enough to get a gift from SARS, what's the best way to put these funds to work? 
Look, we always look at debt first. So, you know, especially if you've got expensive debt, that would um, ensure that you uh, not only get a, an excellent return, um, but also there's some emotional benefits to to paying off debt, uh, very positive benefits emotionally. If you don't have any debt, then you could actually just recycle that refund back into the next year's retirement fund contribution. So you essentially then get a tax uh, refund on on that tax refund. So, um, you know, those would be the, the, the two most obvious ways to use that money appropriately. Thank you so much, Craig. That was Craig Tor, who is a certified financial planner at Crew Invest. Thanks for listening to the Money Savvy Podcast, hosted by Bitumelo and Sorko. To listen to more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates. Money Savvy.